Hello and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk with Tonsoni. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni, and this is another edition of Sports Weekly. Our staff at Delphi Bracketology will bring you updates on the most recent events happening in sports. So let's get started with our college football review. Hello, welcome back for a college football week five recap. This is Joe and Elijah, and we're going to be going through some games with you. So first off, we had number seven Stanford at number eight Notre Dame. Notre Dame just flat out outplayed Stanford last week, outgained the Cardinals by 321 offensive yards. New starting quarterback Ian Book threw four touchdowns and running back Dexter Williams, who just came back from a four-game suspension, ran for 161 yards and a touchdown. Stanford's Heisman and hopeful Bryce Love ran for a touchdown but couldn't get much else going, amassing only 73 yards. Final for this matchup was Notre Dame 38, Stanford 17. Now we have number 20 BYU at number 11 Washington. BYU had a tough time dealing with Washington's defense. The Cougars were successful in moving the chains on five out of 14 third downs. Jake Browning of Washington only missed two passes all night, averaging 11.1 yards per pass. Browning received a great contribution from his running backs, who got the ball past the goal line four times. Final result was BYU 7, Washington 35. Next, we have number four, Ohio State at number nine, Penn State. In one of the biggest quarterback battles we will see all year, quarterback Trace McSorry fueled the Nittany Lions offense with 461 total yards. After going up by 13 early, the Nittany Lions allowed the Buckeyes to come back, going down by one. However, the Lions came back, going up by 12 to eight minutes left in the fourth. Buckeyes outshone the Lions, however, taking a lead with two minutes left and stopped in the Lions offense. The Buckeyes won by one, winning 27 to 26. Next up, we have number 12, West Virginia at number 25, Texas Tech. When West, when West Virginia scored 28 points in the first corner, many people thought the game was over. That proved not to be the case, however, as the Red Raiders attempted to come back in the second half. Although Texas Tech was able to score 17 points in the fourth, it proved to be too little too late. Will Greer's three touchdowns and 370 passing yards helped the Mountaineers to obtain victory. 42 at, or West Virginia had 42 points and Texas Tech had 34. Next we have Syracuse at number three Clemson. Last year Syracuse pulled off one of the year's biggest upsets with 24-27 win over Clemson. This year though a sickening feeling of nostalgia was in the hearts of Clemson fans as Syracuse went up by 10 on the road with 12.58 left in the fourth. With quarterback Trevor Lawrence out with a concussion earlier in the game, Clemson turned to third string Chase Bryce who made a few key plays to give tra Travis Etienne Etienne, an opportunity to come in clutch. Clemson came back, though, and took the lead with 42 seconds left in the game, and the Tigers were able to avoid the upset. Final score was Syracuse 23, Clemson 27. Next up, we have Virginia Tech at number 22, Duke. Both teams were held under 100 rushing yards, so the passing game was the most crucial aspect of the game. The Hokies QB, Ryan Willis, had a heyday, throwing for 332 yards and three touchdowns. Daniel Jones of Duke had a pick, touchdown, and 226 yards. So there's a noticeable difference in the QB play of the, both teams. Virginia Tech was able to hand Duke their first loss of the season with a win of 31-14. to 14. Looking forward, we have an interesting game with Texas and number 7 Oklahoma. Two great teams collide on the big stage in this exciting matchup. Both of the teams have at least a winning streak of four games. If Oklahoma can pull out this dub, I wouldn't be surprised to see them being ranked in the top five next week. If Texas can win this game against a top-tier opponent, they would have a possible chance of breaking a top-ten ranking. 
That's all for this week. Make sure to check in next week for another episode of College Football Recap. And back with us this week is Dalton Jones with his Big Ten analysis. Dalton, tell us what's going on in the Big Ten. It was another great week of Big Ten football. Michigan State was the only team that had a non-conference game, and they represented well, beating the Central Michigan Chippewas 20-31. Ohio State is still first in the East, and Wisconsin stays first in the West. The game to watch last weekend was Michigan at Northwestern. Northwestern dominated the first half on both sides of the ball. Their O-line kept Winovich and Gary silent in the first half, and their D-line controlled the line of scrimmage, limiting Michigan's offense to just over 100 yards in the first half of play. But Michigan regrouped and started playing Michigan football. They just barely pulled out the win, 20-17. The first outstanding player this week in Big Ten is David Blau. He was 25-42 passing for 328 yards and one passing touchdown. He also rushed seven times for 38 yards and one rushing touchdown. The next outstanding player of this week is Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from Ohio State. He was 22-39 of 39 passing for 270 yards and three passing touchdowns. The last outstanding player is Justin Lane corner from Michigan State University. He had eight tackles and one pick. He also played tight coverage on every play and didn't blow one coverage assignment. The game to watch this week is Minnesota versus Iowa. Both teams are 3-1 and one and looking to put another check mark next to the win column. Both teams are pretty even when it comes to defense this year, so that means the, the offense on both teams is going to need to perform well. It will be a low-scoring defensive battle, but Iowa will eventually pull out the dub. And Dalton, a good job as usual. The Big Ten is getting into a, a competitive situation now where they're going to be playing each other all the time, and we should have some clear-cut favorites coming pretty soon who will be playing in the Big Ten uh, championship. We thank you for your report. Now we're going to move on to our weekly Gleasonator report on who's hot and who's not in the NFL. Thanks, guys. College football season is really uh, in gear now with some – uh, good matchups and some good records. We turn now to Jamison Counter for an update on the Heisman race. What do you have, Jamison? Okay, well, we look to see a battle of quarterbacks this week. Okay, so coming in at number one is Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback from Alabama. Tua Tagovailoa kept himself in the Heisman Trophy conversation with two more touchdowns and no interceptions. Coming in at number two, Kyler Murray, quarterback from Oklahoma. After getting benched for the first series for being late to a practice, Kyler Moore responded with one of the greatest quarterbacking performance, performances in OU history. Kyler Murray completed 17-21 passes for 432 yards and six touchdowns to shatter Jason White's single-game school passing efficiency record, 348-303.3. to He also rushed for 45 yards and another touchdown. Will Greer, quarterback from West Virginia, holds the number three spot this week. Greer and the Mountaineers started fast, but they have to finish better. They emerged from Lubick unscathed with Big 12, title contention still intact, but going scoreless on offense in the second half was a bit troubling. Coming in at number four is Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins' two touchdown passes on Ohio State's final two drives highlighted a 12-point comeback over Penn State. Rounding out the top five is Ed Oliver, defensive tackle from Houston. Ed Oliver and the Houston offense had the week off. They take on 1-3 Tulsa on Thursday. Thanks, Jamison, and we look forward to your report every week. And, and now we're heading to this week in the NFL. And that sums up our college football review, and now we turn to the NFL. 
uh, with none other than the Gleasonator. Who's hot and who's not? Thank you. I'm back with the hot and not teams of week four in the NFL. I'm your host, Braden Gleason. To start the show this week, we will jump right into the weekly update on the lovable losers, the Cleveland Browns. We're on the road at Oakland taking on the winless Raiders in a shootout that found the Raiders finally getting their first season win 45-42 on a 29-yard field goal in overtime. This was the first win for John Gurdon in 3,591 days and the first win of the season for the Oakland faithful. This was a roller coaster of a game that featured three lead cha- changes and 38 point roller coaster oh, at 38 points after the start of the fourth quarter. The Raiders have taken themselves off the not so hot list for the time being, but they but were not quite ready to put them on the hot yet list just yet. Props to David Carr throwing for 437 yards and with four touchdowns, two interceptions, and two interceptions. Marshawn Lynch had 20 carries for 130 yards, and Amari Cooper had eight catches for 128 yards and one touchdown. Our first hot team of this week is the Los Angeles Rams, who remain unbeaten 4-0 on the season. After beating the Minnesota Vikings 38-31, Rams quarterback Jared Goff threw for 465 yards and five touchdowns on the day, hitting three different receivers for over 100 yards. Cooper Cup caught nine catches for 162 yards and two touchdowns. Braden Cooks had seven catches for 116 yards and one touchdown, and Robert Woods caught five catches for 101 yards and one touchdown. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins also had a great game, throwing for 422 yards and three touchdowns, hitting two receivers for over 100 yards. Adam Theline Feline caught eight passes for 135 yards and one touchdown. And Stefan Diggs caught 11 passes and 123 yards. Rams will look to move to 5-0 on the road in Seattle this week. Our next hot team of week four is the Kansas City Chiefs, who are also 4-0 after beating the Denver Broncos. 27 to 23, coming from behind in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs trailed the Broncos 20 to 13. Entering the game, entering the fourth quarter, they were able to score two touchdowns in the fourth to win the game and remain in the ranks of the unbeaten. The last scoring drive by the Chiefs included an Amazing left-handed completion by the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes as he was getting dragged down on the third on third down by 
Vaughn Miller. The five-yard completion with his left hand got the Chiefs a big first down and led them to their final score to win the game. Mahomes ended the night with 304 yards and one touchdown. Kareem Hunt ran the ball 19 times for 121 yards and one touchdown for the Chiefs, who will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at home next week looking to go 5-0. and Horrible mention for the not-so-hot list goes to She-Town Chicago Bears. The Bears are 3-1 and on the season, and their defense has been ignited by their stud linebacker, Callie Mack, who has five sacks, 17 tackles, four forced fumbles, and one interception on the season. His linebacker buddy, Danny Trevathian, is leading the team in tackles with 24. He has two sacks and one interception and one forced fumble. Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubruski threw for 354 yards and six touchdowns as they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 48-10. to Our only not-so-hot team of Week 4 is still winless, Arizona Cardinals, who lost to the Seattle Seahawks 20-17 to on a 52-yard. Sebstan Janoski field goal as time expired. The Cardinals are 0-4 for the first time since 1986. The Seattle field goal spoiled the season tribute for Cardinals rookie quarterback Josh Rosen who threw for 180 yards and one touchdown with no interceptions. Seattle running back Michael Mike Davis was the only real offense on the day with 21 rushing times for 101 yards and one touchdown. Cardinals will be back at it on the road next week against San Francisco 49ers trying to get that evulsive first win. That's it for this week, folks. I'll be back for week five to see if the Rams and Chiefs can keep chasing perfection and to see if the Cardinals can finally get their first win. This is the Gleasonator signing off. Again, great thanks to the Gleasonator for that report. The NFL is in high gear with lots of good action and some not-so-good action. We look forward to your report each week. Thanks, Brandon. That was an interesting take, Brandon. Okay, this is Steve Painter here along with Michael Benner. We're here to preview week five of the NFL season. Um, first game we're going to talk about today is the 1 o'clock game with the Atlanta Falcons visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both teams are really coming off of a di- disappointing start. The Falcons are 1-3. and three, The Steelers are 1-2-1. and one. Uh, Both teams are really struggling on defense. Atlanta's just been devastated with, with uh, injuries in their, in their secondary 
Um, Ricardo Allen just went down uh, with a torn Achilles uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and both teams are just giving up a lot of points. They're both doing really well on offense, but right now it's just uh, they just can't keep the points off the off the board for the other opponent. Um, the, you know, the big opponent or the big uh, I guess change for this game is Devonte Freeman is expected to come back. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Michael, for uh, for Falcons Steelers? Yeah, like on the point you just mentioned about Devonte Freeman. Yeah, he's going to be back. They're going to have that running back by committee with Tev- Telvon Coleman and Freeman. So their offense should at least get somewhat of a jump start. And for the Steelers, I think Bell's coming back week nine. They're during their bye week. Yeah, during the bye week. So I think they have uh, they say week seven, which is the bye, and then I, so I think he should be back week eight. And uh, yeah, and that's interesting because maybe maybe this will help Pittsburgh because they actually will have a little bit of closure on the issue. There's a lot of dissension in that locker room um, and not really knowing what what is in Bell's head. At least if they know that Bell is coming back and when he's coming back, maybe they can get a, a sense of, uh, of uh, where they stand and, and get things back on track. But this is almost a must win for both teams because otherwise, you know, they'll be going into week six with the, one, the losers only going to have one win and be really down in their division. So, uh, this is kind of a do-or-die game for both teams. Uh, why don't we look at the next game? Um, and this this should be just a tremendous matchup with Jacksonville visiting Kansas City. Um, you know, personally, I, I think that this could be the AFC Championship preview. Both teams are just really playing out of this world. Um, you know, even without Leonard Fournette, uh, Jacksonville is, is seems to be doing uh, just fine on offense. Um, their defense is amazing. They're, they're uh, first in, in uh, the NFL in uh, points allowed, and they're only giving up 14 points a game. They're first in the NFL in yards allowed. They're number one in the defensive uh, uh, pass defense. Um, and then, of course, it, but this is going to be a game where you've got this great Jacksonville defense going up against this high-powered Kansas City offense. You know, something's got to give. What do, what do you think is going to happen here, Michael? It's going to be an interesting game just – from the start, especially the matchup of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey. That's yeah. going to be probably the best matchup to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, Kansas City, um, they were just completely unstoppable going into the Monday night. Monday night, they actually looked a little bit human again. Uh, they almost lost to Denver, had to have a big fourth quarter comeback. Uh, great game to watch. Uh, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who was throwing three or four touchdown passes a game, uh, six touchdown passes against Pittsburgh, uh, only had one touchdown pass. He did have one rushing, um, but they definitely looked, um, you know, like they had been brought down to earth against a pretty good Denver defense. Um, so this is even going to be a tougher matchup against Jacksonville. They are playing at Arrowhead where they, where they uh, will have that extra home field advantage, but uh, talk about a great matchup and uh, really a, an opportunity for one of these teams to go into the driver's seat for home field advantage. Uh, should be the game of the week for sure. All right, the next game we're going to look at is uh, one of the 4 o'clock games. It's actually a rematch of last year's NFC Championship with Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, right now, neither team is really playing like a, a, a championship team. Vikings are 1-2-1. One, one. Uh, Philadelphia is only 2-2. Two and two. Um, And, uh, you know, Minnesota really last year had prided themselves on their strong defense. They were one of the top defenses in the league. They're only uh, 21st in 
they're the 21st ranked defense right now. Uh, just giving up a lot of points. I'm still not sure what happened with the Buffalo game where they just got completely destroyed. Um, what, what do you see coming out of this game, Michael, for uh, Vikings and Eagles? Also, onto the Buffalo game, they also their defense didn't do any better against the Rams, that high-powered offense. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Cousins, he's looked okay so far. Yeah. Nothing special worth that giant contract he got, but yeah. he's been good. He, Calvin Cook is okay. It's just the offense has been decent. It's just the, their defense has not held up. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, one thing I was looking at with Kirk Cousins, he, he's fifth in passing yards in the NFL. He's putting up a lot of yards, but you know yards are great and everything. But but he's not he's not bringing home the wins, and the defense certainly, like you said, is not helping. Um, I think Philadelphia is on their way back. Carson Wentz looked uh, he looked like his old self again last week. So if Minnesota doesn't step up that defense, um, they're really uh, really could be in trouble here in Philadelphia. Um, so. Uh, we shall see what happens in that one. But another big, big game for both teams. Okay, next we're going to talk about the Sunday night game. It's the Battle of Texas. We have Dallas Cowboys visiting uh, the Houston Texans. Dallas is 2-2. Two and two. Houston's finally got their first win against the Colts. Very lucky win. Uh, they're 1-3. and three. Um, This is only the fourth meeting between these two teams. Dallas leads the series 3-1. Um, what do you think here about Dallas and, and Houston uh, for Sunday night? First, Houston should be 0-4, but they, of course you had to gamble things in that previous game. But with Houston, their offensive line is just still awful. It seems like Watson is kind of turning into Wilson, running almost on every play. Yeah, I agree. He is, they, they, that line is not protecting Watson at all. He, he's getting hit a lot. He's having to scramble. Uh, yeah, that is a big weakness right now for Houston. Uh, what else do you think? I think um, – J.J. Watts stayed so far perfectly healthy. He looks like his old self, not like the defensive player of the year, MV, almost MVP type of player, but he's been pretty good so far this year. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are they're, they're holding their own on their, their pass rush. Um, Houston is, is struggling a bit against the run. They're only ranked 24th against the run, uh, and, and that's not what you need when you're going to be going up against Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott had a great game last week um, and seems to be uh, rolling so if that Houston defense doesn't step it up uh, this could be a rough one uh, but it, it you just never know with these two teams they are going to be playing in Houston big primetime game um, and uh, I, I could see this one going either way all right our final game is the Monday night game uh, Washington Redskins going uh, into uh, the Superdome in New Orleans playing the Saints this is going to be a Big, uh, highly hyped game, uh, mostly because of Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees is getting ready to pass one of the all-time records. He needs 201 yards to pass Peyton Manning for, for the all-time uh, passing yards record. He's already this season broken the record. He passed uh, Brett Favre for most uh, completions. So this is two of the most prestigious uh, records uh, for quarterbacks ever, and Brees is going to have both of them. Um, uh, it's kind of going to be an exciting night if he can break this record. 200 yards shouldn't be a big problem for him on Monday night. Um, but if we have a really good showdown here. Um, Washington is a surprise so far. Uh, they're actually uh, ranked pretty high in offense. Um, and uh, Alex Smith has been a nice, a nice uh, new quarterback for them. Uh, should be a good game. What, do you, what are your thoughts here? 
Well, um, the Saints are getting uh, another high-power weapon back, Mark Ingram, from suspension. That is right. So they'll have that running back by committee back from Kamara and now Ingram. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if they even need Ingram right now. Kamara has just been lightning. Uh, I, I think the, the battle between the you know, MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year, uh, it's got to be between Alvin Kamara and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, both guys have just been lighting it up. Uh, offensively and statistically uh, but yeah you're right bring bring back Mark Ingram um, and uh, kind of have a one-two punch uh, this could be a, a, a very high-powered offensive game uh, for Monday night um, you know especially with the Saints defense Saints defense had, had a lot of improvements last year but they are they're kind of back to the old Saints this year they're giving up uh, over 34 points a game this season, and um, it's amazing that they're actually three and one, giving up those kind of points. Um, Skins have a lot better defense; they're only you know, allowing a little over 14 points a game. So, and again, this is another one of these uh, something's got to give games. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta think yeah, Monday night with this major record on the on the line, uh, it kind of has that that feeling in the air that this could be the the, the night for the Saints. But, uh, but we'll see. It should be a great game. There's really a lot of great games this week, and this is kind of getting into the, the the middle part of the season now, where teams are going to start making their moves. And this is this is a week where a lot of teams have the opportunity to make their move, or uh, or if they don't, they could be they could be really falling behind. All right. Well, that'll do it for our week five preview of the NFL season. Thanks again, Michael, for uh, for your thoughts, and we look forward to speaking next week, going into week six. Thanks, guys. The NFL's in full uh, go right now. Um, some surprise teams, uh, some teams doing really well, some teams struggling. A lot of good rookies, a lot to be excited about. Major League Baseball is in playoff mode. The wild card games have been decided. Uh, Chicago Cubs fans a little bit sad at the ending of, of the Cubs season and the loss in the wild card. And New York defeats the Oakland Athletics in the wild card this week, which sets up four division series Colorado versus Milwaukee, Atlanta versus Los Angeles. New York Yankees versus Boston and Cleveland versus Houston. By the time this podcast comes out, game one and game two probably will have been decided in some of those series. Uh, the winners go to the championship series, the winners of those two series obviously to the World Series. I am rooting for a traditional World Series. I'd like to see the Dodgers and the Yankees or the Dodgers and Boston uh, playing East Coast versus West Coast in the World Series uh, to be uh, make for some good drama. So that's your sports recap this week. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni. Find our work at Sports Talk with Tonsoni on any podcast source. Find our students' written work at sportstalkwithtonsoni.com. On Twitter, we are at S-P-O-R-T-S-T-O-N-S, at Sports Tons. Let us know how uh, we're doing. Give us some ideas of the content that you would like. We appreciate you listening. Thanks. So long.